1: Hello and welcome to The Waiting Room, a Quantum Leap podcast, proudly brought to you by the SJP World Media Network. I am Cy, and joining me, as always, is my partner in time, Mr. Benny Mac. How are we doing, sir?
0: Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm trying not to cough, because I turned the mic down there, (laughs) but I'm all right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. Uh, Interesting episode this week, to be fair, but I'm doing all right. I'm glad you're doing all right, and... uh... I'm excited about getting this episode done, really, to be honest. We are yes. so close to finishing this season as well. So um.
1: Yeah, that was it. I mean, I, I I actually didn't watch this on the DVD this time. Um, f- I suppose for, for anyone who's, who's unaware, I've, I've spoken about it on other shows, but I've got a little setup in the bedroom. I've got my little portable telly, and that's got my fire stick in there for uh, the WWE Network for all the wrestling shows I do, and YouTube and Netflix and all that sort of stuff. And the DVD players wired up upstairs as well. So any research or any um, watching of programs and making notes I do is, is done upstairs in the bedroom out of the way, so I don't disturb the family in, in the living room. But my wife has took the kids to her mother's today. So I got to watch Quantum Leap on the big telly, Benny. I felt very privileged <laughs> indeed.
0: You think when you're a kid, you know, you get excited because you watch it on the big telly. When, you, when you're an adult, you think, no more no longer do I have to, I have to, you know, endure a small telly in the bedroom. But no, you have kids, you have a wife, and then... <laughs> You have yep. to throw the small telly again. Um. Exactly. But it's um the show
1: itself, Quantum Leap, it's being re-shown on um Sky Sci Fi with like the green logo, the sci fi channel they have on Yeah, Sky that's, why,
0: that's why I watch this one as well, to be fair. <laughs>
1: yes. So it's all on demand because they're reshowing it, you know, as and when. The whole thing is on demand. So I just went in and watched it on demand there. So, when I bought up the menu and it was showing how many episodes per season, I was dropping through episode, uh, dropping down. Sorry, through season two to get to where we are now with episode twenty of season two. I realised, yeah, we've only got two more after this, and, and we're on to season three, aren't we? It's
0: uh, it's it's. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because season one is only what nine episodes. Maybe that's mm. it. So we had a bit of a break between recordings as well. Um, but it seems a long time. <laughs> basically um but all of a sudden it seems to have taken a while to get to where we are but all of a sudden we are nearly to the end and it's like it's weird how that works sometimes it feels like forever you're trying to get it done and then all of a sudden before you know it you're almost done so i think we've also got the situation where we both do other shows and we both have
1: whilst this project has been ongoing had other shows and started new shows and Then it's trying to find a schedule with our other co-hosts and then trying to tie that in with what you and I do together and so on. Yeah. but I, it feels now I don't want to, well from my from my viewpoint anyway, it feels now personally with regards to the other shows I do and the the days and times I record other shows, that everything is very much settled down into a routine. So it's very much it's very easy for me now to try and make sure we get these
0: done to continue with our weekly release going forward, you know? Yeah, no, it makes sense, to be fair. Obviously, there's a lot more things going on on SGP World Media uh, and things adopted with it. And so, yeah, you know, obviously chain wrestling, you know, I know is a, still a big show when you moved over from uh, the other place where we used to be with all these things. And so many shows on the network now. It's a, it's, a, it's, insane now. Yeah,
1: I, I talk about it at the end of every episode, but it is a case of more and more coming all the time as well. Um, I mean, as as time of recording now, early May, uh, we have let me make it one, two, three, four. I think three, four new shows starting in the next couple of months, and none of them are wrestling based. They're all doing different topics as well. So again, it's it's quite a broad scope of what's available on the network, which is brilliant. But at the same time you can go off into the individual feeds and just listen to what you specifically are interested in rather than going through the whole lot. If say, for example, you enjoy this side of things, the, the waiting room, yeah. uh, the time travel, the old fashioned sci-fi, the cult TV, but you're not a wrestling fan. You don't have to listen to the main feed where you get every show. You can jump across to the waiting room's own feed and vice versa. Of course. So yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's quite a lot going on, mate. Quite a lot going on. Yeah. There's with a your good self as well. Mind with your good self. We've had a new show of yours, uh, added i suppose literally this week haven't we
0: yeah i mean it's still obviously it's uh, in its early days really kind of it's kind of an offshoot of nothing to show i guess to a degree but what i found with nothing to show as much as it is good and we will get back to it at some point is that we found ourselves talking a lot about gaming which is what mm-hmm. we which is what we me and my sort of group of mates do that's kind of our social time i know people like you know go out in a bar and have a few drinks which is fine i still like doing that but uh, you know in terms of because I got mates who live all over the place. Literally, you know, some live only about half hour away. Some live like literally down south at the other end of the country. So the way we stay connected, rather than just type in text messages, we play games together. So it's a good sort of like way to have a laugh and keep in touch, you know, while doing an act- I know I say an activity. It's a hobby. Let's face it. Um, but yeah, gameplay junkies is technically it's season two. So si. um, it was done elsewhere before. Now we're trying to do it live on Twitch and stuff and um, uh, also an audio version, which is recorded alongside a bit like chain wrestling. So in a sense of you are live Mondays, but um, then the actual podcast comes out, you know, a couple of days later. But obviously with us, it's um, at the moment, it's live on like my stuff, like Benny Mac Gaming. And then Spreaker, you go to that, you can just search the Gameplay Junkies. You can listen live and interact very similar to what you do on Twitch or what you what you use on YouTube and Twitch yourself and Facebook. So um, I mean, this past week we were talking about, um, you know, a lot of games that have come out and stuff, but also um, a bit of F, the new F1 games coming out. So we were just, just talking game stuff. But we we ended up doing talking about some airsoft this week, which is not gaming in a sense of a joypad sat at home, as in gaming almost like paintballing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, you know, so... We're not just co- we're not limited to just video games, but you know that is one of our sort of passions. We like talking about stuff. There's big events coming up, big games coming out, and we just like we're doing it slightly different this time. Like this past time, we um, streamed on Twitch for a little bit. I know we got off tangent a little bit here, but we uh, streamed a bit on Twitch some of the gameplay of this new game that came out called Redfall. So we played it ourselves, uh, played it for a couple of hours to see what it was like. As you know, it launched the day before, so we were just trying to see what it was like. Or how it plays and stuff together and then when we are talking about it on the sunday we're using the footage that we've captured ourselves and talking about our experience playing it rather than like the general consensus of the whole internet because okay. it uh, i'll go into it quickly but very quickly i will say we talked about it this week on the show but it's available on sjp world media right now and in audio form or go to twitch.tv forward slash benny matt gaming you can watch the video feed but basically um it didn't launch very well, but it's a Game Pass game. Now, a Game Pass, very quickly, is a subscription you pay for. A right, lot okay. of people have kicked off and said, oh, it's really did blah, blah, blah. It's supposed to be 60 frames per second, and it's only 30 frames per second. Mate, I've been playing games since I was about fucking, I don't know, five years old. <laughs> It looks good. I can't tell whether it's 30 frames or 60 frames a second. Yeah, all right. I ne- I've never even
1: heard that term
0: before. Yeah. Fact. Well, it's basically <laughs> how many images are put forward. If you think of like an animation, TV film or whatever, technically it's frame by frame. And the more frames you use, the more detail you can put in. So essentially that's what okay. games use, okay? But to me, I paid 49.99 49- a month. There are stupid amount of games available for you to download. I say for free, you're paying a subscription, so it's no different. It's like Netflix. How many shows are on Netflix? You can stream as many as you want, um, you know, for X amount a month. All these games are available to download for free. A lot of these games are actually coming out on Game Pass day one now. So when they come out, they're available on Game Pass. So you haven't got to spend, let's face it, realistically, it's about £60 a game now. Sorry. Oh why? Okay, so fourteen ninety nine, where I can download the entire catalogue of Game Pass games, and I can try them. If I like it that much, I will. I could then purchase it, or I just keep my subscription fee going, and I only pay. It's about what we worked it out. It's about one hundred eighty pound a year, or something like stupid. I could be wrong on the numbers. It's on the episode, but which is equivalent of three games. It, basically, it? yes. So if you're paying that a month, and you've ended up downloading ten games in a year, you've made your money back. Mm-hmm. Um. So the backlash that came from this game not being its particular thing. We were like, I think it's a bit uncalled for because it's a free—it's not free, but it's a on a subscription. So it's where you haven't had to pay sixty pounds for this game. If you'd have paid sixty pounds for the game, you're not happy. I understand the backlash, but I think it's a bit harsh. A lot of games nowadays come out and they get their own—they um, get patches and get fixes as you go along, and more content added as the game, you know, goes on. If it's a good game, GTA came out in 2013. It's still going now, and they're still adding content to that game for people to play online. It's mental that game's still going but um yeah we but in our own personal experience again it's on the episode i won't go too much longer on it but we 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 did have an issue playing it offline uh, where a mission didn't go properly and we had to back out and had to look it up and go oh we have to do it in a certain order that's a game programming problem so they need to fix that but in terms of the gameplay the graphics and the two hours three hours we played it it's quite an interesting game um well, I will hopefully revisit with a few mates. I will recommend playing it with a few mates, though, because it's a lot more fun. Okay. I have waffled way too far. But basically, Gameplay junk is on <laughs>
1: <laughs> You always get a little trailer there for the actual show in, aren't you? Just a little taster of what it's like.
0: <laughs> trying to, yeah. I mean, you can listen to it. There is a bit of a trailer from Season 1 when we were doing it, just mainly on Twitch, of um me and Jack, who's the main two hosts. And occasionally we have guests on. Which we'll try and do at some point. If anybody's interested in gaming on SGP World Media, not everybody is. But um, you know, Jack said one thing, and it turned out he didn't complete this game on the hardest setting. According to the screenshots so I got, ten, and we ended up ripping into him for about fifteen minutes. It's about a seven-minute clip, and it's quite funny. And we just—I've always wanted to do a show, sorry, where I just record us lot talking. Because sometimes the stuff that we're talking about while playing a video game has nothing to do with the video game. Some of it wouldn't be broadcastable in 2023, (laughs) Um, but some of it would. And I think it's quite almost like a little diary, like an audio diary of just our parties, which would be, if anything else, in five years time to listen back to it and listen to what we were talking about. The state of the world, the coronation, COVID, whatever the hell we talk about. Do you know what I mean? While we're playing FIFA. (laughs) Yes,
1: there we go. There we go. So,
0: gameplay junkies,
1: go and check it out on the SJP World Media Network. I, I wonder if that's a ranted, Sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Plug, <laughs> get your plugs in, my friend. Get your plugs in. I wonder if that's a quantum.
0: It's totally leap there. That's all. <laughs> sorry, what was that? I wonder if that was a quantum leap computer game. Um, I did. Oh, do you know what? I'll look that up for next week's. But uh, we'll talk about. Maybe we'll talk about our gameplay junkies. I think there was. Oh, there's a crossover right there, look. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? I think there was talk about one, but I don't know whether there was actually, maybe like back in the day, maybe there was a, uh, like an NES type game or something But I,
1: okay.
0: I never did. I'm going to look at that while while we get into the show, mate, to be honest, because obviously the logo for the show is very 8-bit, 16-bit style, retro. Yes. You know, so I, it's, you know, there well, was
1: our, a, our intro music is the same
0: yeah basically um no not that i can see just from a quick search i don't think oh. i did look before years ago there is a game called quantum break which is actually quite good but there isn't a quantum leap game now bearing in mind we do have a brand new series and like a continuation of this retro series that we're looking back at so maybe maybe there yeah. might be
1: there's money on the table there i
0: think isn't that there? there's a
1: that there's there's potential with how, the, the how show... gaming works now and the VR stuff you can do as well.
0: Oh like, can my you imagine God. that? i I'm like that. Oh, co- co-op VR game where you're one of you is Sam and one of you is Al. Oh, man. We should just patent all this now. Mate, to be honest, it'd be hard trying to get... What I'm saying is very quickly is that if the new series... Look, as popular as the the original series is, which we obviously was what we're talking about, even though we've tangent off very quickly on this one, but it's very popular, the original series with us a lot, but and even younger than us but i think if the new one does very well the games the way games can be made now and the way they can be story driven um i think you could actually you think you're onto something now you could make a really good video game and if anything you could probably add stories you you know you release the game with eight or nine stories and you could release stories probably once every three months to keep it going maybe Mm there are so many ways you could do that um, a good game to sort of go very quickly again sorry mate you've opened the fucking cloud gates here ha <laughs> <laughs>
1: As I as wouldn't you know, mind a VR version a of it. The VR uh, version
0: uh, would be amazing. I think that's a great um let's get on with the show. But yeah, yeah. that will be freaking amazing. But a VR version of this episode so
1: we get to sit in that bar and watch <laughs> Bunny strip. But there we go. Um anyway, ever <laughs> wanted to pop so many balloons in my life. <laughs> uh this week's episode of Quantum Leap as I mentioned earlier is episode 20 of season 2. It is entitled Maybe Baby. Sam has arrived on the eleventh of March, nineteen sixty-three. So sixty-ish years ago now, and he is well. He's leapt into uh, somebody named Buster, who we find is a doorman at a a club, a strip bar. And there's a lady who works at this establishment named Bunny. Um, we see Sam basically climbing out of a window with a young lady encouraging him to hurry up down off this ledge into the truck with a basket and to quickly depart the scene. Uh, We very quickly discover that the basket has a baby in it named Christy, and they are effectively swiping this kid. Uh, When you started this episode, Benny, how many memories came flooding back,
0: if any at all? To be honest, there weren't to, I remember they have to get the baby back to the mother, and that was about it. But mm. the whole, like as you already mentioned, the whole bar scene—I didn't expect to be honest. I was like, okay, that's happening. um But yeah, in terms of the characters, I couldn't remember. I knew Sam was—I didn't know he was a bouncer actually. I couldn't remember that was only because we find that out later on. But I didn't know he was a bouncer, so I, for some reason, I, fi- I, may, I think I'm confusing it with a future episode. Um, I thought he maybe. I think, I think in a future episode, he's like a bounty hunter, maybe. Um, so yes, and I it's think got I was the, the, the lady one,
1: from that the, the lady from Friends, is in that that's that Yeah,
0: yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I was a bit. Um, I think I did what you did. I uh, crossed the wires of like what this episode was about. So and I was, oh okay, so that's not happening. And so, um, but yeah, I didn't remember a great deal to be fair. Yeah, Okay, see, as we spoke last week. I could
1: remember bits of this but not much at all so I was going into it quite quite open-minded uh, We obviously we do our summary and so on at the end but I suppose to give you a little bit of an insight as to my mindset I enjoyed this much more than I thought I was going to when I pressed play but we'll get into that anyway yeah, yeah, so
0: yeah I agree with that statement to be fair
1: um sam is effectively heading to well, buster sorry when when sam arrives is effectively heading to a place called clayton which is in new mexico and they are taking the baby christy to go and see her auntie margaret as uh, bunny explains um we're very much led to believe in these early scenes that bunny is christy's mother yeah and that bunny was in a relationship with um uh, i think it's reed isn't it the guy's name
0: uh which one the 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 father yes um do you know what i he, yes reed yes. yes yeah yeah do you know what i didn't <laughs> there weren't many actors i recognized in this one to be fair um well, there's not many actors in it at
1: all to be fair is it? I mean, it's another episode i think that's quite quite self-contained when it comes to casting i suppose i mean you've got the obvious characters of sam and al or as always You've then got Bunny. I suppose you've got Christy, the baby as well. Uh, And then you've got Reed, the sheriff, and the sheriff's deputy, who are all chasing them uh, as they head towards Mexico. We get the odd cameo, I guess, from people playing a, a shopkeeper or whatever. But we've literally got a cast of maybe six or seven and that's that haven't we really
0: there is many in this one i will i've got to say this quickly that the only person i kind of recognize and i've had to look it up and i'm looking at him now and i'm like oh my god it's him from that but um the you know the the in the when they're in the vets and he has the pig oh is, yes just, very <laughs> funny interaction which we'll get to but that guy is an old fella i don't know if you've ever seen the film wedding singer with adam sandler he used to make it many, yet. many, many years he, ago. He, he made it. His name is uh, Carmen Philippe. Philippe, I don't know how you say that Philippe, Philippe. I, I don't know, but he's the old fella and in, um, in that, and he's like the sort of the uh, the homeless guy in uh, when he's singing or drinking in the alley with him and stuff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's him. And I thought he looks familiar, and I, I confused him with somebody else. But no, it's um, he. I think he did a couple of Adam Sandler films. But everybody else, I'm like not going to say. I really the one, um, the one who plays Bunny. I kind, I felt, I felt like I recognised her. But as it went on, I was like, no, I don't recognise her. Um, but uh, yeah, he was the, the the random farmer with the pig. <laughs> it's the only guy that I recognise from Brilliant. anything, anything else, <laughs> randomly. So.
1: As we're seeing Sam and Bunny escape with the baby and in this beat-up old truck heading for, for Mexico, uh, we cut to Reed, the baby's father, talking to the sheriff, and he gives the sheriff and the deputy a little bit of a different tale with regards to, um, I suppose, Christie's origins, I suppose, Bunny. He, he explains yeah. that his wife died a year ago giving birth to Christy, which would then mean Bunny can't be... Christie's mum obviously bunny dated uh reed for a while and has basically abducted the child so already we've got kind of gray areas as to who do we believe who do we not and so on isn't it
0: we've got differing stories haven't we from these people um and to be honest i'm not gonna lie i i'm not gonna say i didn't believe Reed. i, I was because obviously you can kind of the dynamic of the show is always kind of there's always a good guy bad guy mm-hmm. uh, but I, you could always tell that um bunny is kind of fibbing but also read i feel you could always or i didn't know what it was i genuinely didn't know what it was because i didn't remember i felt like he was hiding something but it wasn't quite that the tales that were both were telling bunny and Reed. i felt like there was something missing from this story um in terms of what they were telling people so sam's being fed stuff by benny and obviously reeds feeding the police this other stuff and it always felt like there was something missing from it um and i couldn't place it until literally we find out what it is right near the end of the episode and i was like oh okay i didn't see that yeah <laughs> so the other stuff yeah. kept, that makes sense uh, oh yeah totally
1: totally uh, we haven't added i suppose secondary story a little bit of background potentially we we hear that um christy the baby has had a cold for about two weeks and this basically leads into a scenario where we learn christy has asthma but bernie doesn't 100 percent understand how to deal with that or anything like that and that's how we end up at the vets later on which we'll come to and so on I thought that this was going to play a much bigger part in the story. I thought we were going to have a huge issue where Christy needs a particular prescription to survive and it's all, you know, touch and go with the baby and Sam has to explain to Bunny that they've got to take her back or the baby won't survive and all this sort of stuff. But none of that happened. It's almost like my mind was playing tricks on me and the whole asthma thing, it almost felt, Unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I think I, I'm going to use another film here for, for an example. But I think probably there was meant because of the time constraints of the TV show. I'm going to assu- I'm assuming here. I don't know whether this is true, um, but I'm going to assume that there was probably more to this. This little, so, you know, this nugget of information, but that didn't play out on TV for some reason. Maybe they, t- they had to cut it for time. I feel like that's okay. what's happened there. And the reason I say that is because if you've ever watched the, um, the first Independence Day film back from the nineties, um, uh, I used to watch on TV. I, 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 you know, and I know some people don't like it, or whatever, but I quite liked it. But I actually brought the director's cut. Now, for years, I'd watched this on TV. Now, of course, they cut things out, language and stuff, and all that kind of stuff to make it fit or. Cause it's too offensive or whatever. But the kid in that, um, there's a whole scene of this kid becoming ill. He throws up and then he, they have an argument and he throws a bottle and says, I don't want any more medicine. And that's it. You know, okay. okay. Bit random in the director's cut. They actually explain there's only, it's only like a nugget. It's only like an extra three minutes or whatever of this, this particular character. But it turns out he's got a disease that he needs to take this medicine for. And if he doesn't take his medicine for, he can become really sick. And then it plays into another scene later on in the film where he's trying... When they go into the base for the first time, and he's going, my my child's sick, you need to help my child. But because most of the versions we see is the theatrical version, that's not in it. And it's only like an extra, like three, four minutes of footage. But it explains so much... Because you see this kid... When you watch the theatrical version, you just assume this kid is travel sick, and that's it. But actually because it's been cut out of the theatrical version, when you watch the director's cut, you actually see that this kid's actually ill. So I'm wondering whether we've had a similar, similar thing happen in this episode.
1: Yeah, that's a good shape. That's a good shape. You, you hear about that on various different... I mean, sometimes the stuff they cut's irrelevant, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, Die Hard, for example, there's a whole scene talking about a watch, apparently, that was cut. Which All right, didn't know that. Later on in, this, in the film when bruce willis's character recognizes that alan rickman's character has this particular watch that's how he knows that the guy is a terrorist rather than who he thinks who he's trying to portray himself to be that that's, that's how he figures it out but we don't get the original scene showing us what that's about so well,
0: he's focusing on the watch a bit longer so we go oh okay there's a watch that's a bit random and, and then it comes yeah. lay out later well, it's also in that film that the fact that when they enter out of the truck in the opening scene, when they're taking the building, there's a, no ambulance in it. But yet when they go to later on in the film, there's an ambulance coming out the back of it. So, you know, it is a different <laughs> take what you want, mate, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Uh, Bunny and Sam with Christy, uh try and find somewhere to basically get their head down for the night. They, they get a, one of these crummy motel efforts. And Bunny decides she needs, what well, they need to go and buy milk for the baby, which, you know, is fairly obvious, of course. And Bunny leaves Sam with the baby. Now, this I find, I find very interesting because Sam, for all his intelligence and all his degrees and all his capabilities within with, with science and uh, medical practices and all, I mean, even martial arts and other things as well, and languages, I suppose, he has no clue and how scott bacula portrayed sam as being so awkward around the baby this whole naivety to the character i i thought that was really well done
0: yeah it was um it's actually really good to be fair again we're not not i don't want to call it a weakness as such but it's something because obviously again this is a guy that's got several doctorates or whatever. And he's very, he's a, you know, once in a generation sort of intelligence, obviously he can't remember all that because his Swiss cheese brain, but yeah, to see him with, I think he does pretty well for somebody who's not comfortable <laughs> to mm. be honest. But like you said, good way of saying it, he portrays it very well.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, you know, if you're playing along at home, get your uh, waiting room bingo cards out and tick the box, one for the mums, because the baby has a wee on Sam, which, of course, naturally means we get the Scott Bacula shirtless shot of the (laughs) episode. And (laughs) Al arrives and explains that effectively we get a little bit of information of the original history, which I like. Normally we get told, oh, you're here to stop this happening. They, right. it's almost like they develop a bit more on that in this when the original history effectively Sam is told he is there to return Christie to the dad to Reed, who is chasing them dying towards Mexico with the, the sheriff and the deputy and so on.
0: Yeah.
1: And then we're told, well, in the original history they're caught and the baby goes back to the dad anyway. So Sam's like, well, that can't be what I'm here to
0: do then i the like actually because yeah. we actually have the comfort not a confrontation but we have this disagreement kind of between al and sam and it's like well if i'm here to return the baby but they get the baby back anyway that can't wh- why am i here then why would i need to yes. be here for this so it makes but the fact that al kind of is like no no, no this way this is what the computer says you've got to do this um but sam's logic for once is actually like well why would i need to be here then because either way, yeah, and, they get in trouble at this point. So, and Al's response is
1: also quite logical. He thinks that it's because in the original history, when they are caught, uh, both of them are given twenty years in prison. Yeah, which is you know obviously a very long time. And it, 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 that's your life gone. Effectively, they're both given twenty years in prison, and uh, Sam is well. Al explains to Sam he thinks, or or Ziggy thinks. He needs to turn around, give themselves up so they both get a a shorter sentence. Yeah. So they're not in prison for as long. Which, again, the way Ziggy via Al is coming up with this idea, you can see why they might think that that is what, what Sam is there to do. But you can also understand Sam's point of view as well, can't you?
0: Yeah, 100%. So, but I took it as very much on Sam's side. It was quite weird to, not weird, but it's, Al's very much playing like, come on, you need to go and give this baby back. So again, like you said, it makes sense now that you said that the whole, um, so they don't get uh, a longer sentence, like you say, because if they get caught with the authorities. It's going to be a lot worse. So the logic's there. But again, if that was, if it was to save them from getting less time, you know, it doesn't make any sense to return the baby. If, I, I don't know. It didn't make sense. So i was actually on Sam's side this time. Sam's, you know, there's been a few episodes we've watched recently where Sam's a bit of a douche, to be honest. And actually, in this one, I'm like, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, it
1: does. Uh, we, we get a bit more, I suppose, background um, meat to the bone with the story, potentially. In that... Basically, basically, Al explains to Sam that Bunny is not Christie's mother. Yeah. But bunny has explained to buster and then sam when he arrived as well that she is so that's another lie there and this is an ongoing theme there's there's little fibs and little white lies and then some big whoppers all piling up all over the place bunny explains that um margaret who she referred to as uh, Christie's aunt margaret is actually Christie's mum and she's still alive and she found some letters where Christie's mum was trying to write to the to Christie and and other members of the family that were hoarded by the dad, and when she found this, Reed the 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 baby's dad um beat her and so on, and she explains that she's also worried for Christie's safety as she grows up because Bunny and her sisters were beaten as kids by her dad when her dad stopped beating their mum. So there's a lot of meat to the bone there, I think, Benny.
0: Yeah, the reaction when Sam figures out or gets between Owl and him, you know, talking while she's out getting milk, um, the the realization that um, Bunny is um, not, you know, Chrissy's mother. Yeah. When he sort of confronts her about it, her reaction is very like, oh my God, like, she's, please don't hit me. And she's very like scared all of a sudden. And I wasn't sure if it was, uh, is the fella she's with, aka Sam. Been doing this to her, or what's going on here? It seemed very oh, out of the yes. blue. Like I was like, I was like, wait, wait a minute, is the guy Sam's leapt into? Is he normal? Because he's a big guy. When we see the mirror image, he's a bouncer. I'm um, he's a big guy. I'm not saying that's a warrant to accuse him of anything, but the reaction that she had was very like visceral. And I'm like, oh crap, what the hell's going on here? Like, is the guy he's leapt into a bully? What's going on? And then obviously it's explained as you've already said, but in that moment it was like holy crap what's going on (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if that was an intentional
1: way of doing things because i had exactly the same feeling i i I thought okay is this buster character has he been beating bunny
0: yeah well yeah i I mean i'm again you jump into conclusions in that moment but in that moment that's all you've got to go on because we've got you know we've got just as much information as sam to be honest Mm. at this point so it was a very visceral reaction from her so i'm like oh Oh, okay. So then, again, you already explained it, but she was it, her upbringing wasn't exactly um, very good, by the sounds of it. So, no, very true, very true. Um, again, we we see shots of the, the
1: the sheriff and Reed and the deputy trying to track them down and heading towards them, and and, and their sort of lead, I suppose, Bunny Buster and Christie's lead over their pursuance. It's cut short, I suppose, by the need to get a car seat. And it didn't, didn't even enter my mind, Benny. Uh, it's the 60s. I saw the baby just in a basket on the back seat or on the front seat. Didn't even enter my mind that they would even have car seats at that time. I don't know why, but there we go. So when she said, when Sam said we need to stop for a car seat, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But at the same time, I didn't it didn't even pop in my head that that was a thing.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I guess you're kind of enthralled by the story and what's going on, really. And you, you, you know, there's something not quite right with, you know, even though um, Bunny's intentions are good, she is lying. You know, something about her, you could tell that she was fibbing. Then there was little slip ups about brothers and sisters and all this stuff. So, you know, but yeah, the uh, the whole the whole um car seat thing. I'm not going to lie, even though as a parent, and I, I know you are yourself, like you know, you've got to go, you've got to have a car seat. It's a mandatory. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the law now. Uh, at least over here and i'm guessing in the states as well um but um in that time yeah they shot this baby in the front of this freaking truck and then sam makes the point <laughs> of like you know if i have to break she might go through the freaking was like yeah that's a fucking fair point mate come on get yeah. i see and then even now when they're actually looking at it i was like look how flimsy they are they made them in the 60s they weren't it wasn't a maybe it wasn't as mandatory as it is now i guess I, I don't even know. I don't even know
1: what the law. I mean, people listening, reach out to us at waiting green Pod underscore on Twitter and so on. Let us know. I don't even know what the the laws are in the states. Whereas you know, going going from state to state, is there different rules with regards to car seats? Now, I'm assuming in sixty three, it's completely different because they're openly driving around the right one, and you know, obviously they're on the run anyway. But I can't imagine driving through these back roads all the way around Texas and heading towards Mexico yeah you know I, I can't imagine it's going to be a, a pressing issue in 1963 in that particular area i'm not
0: sure it's a yes yeah, it's uh it's a well i mean maybe i should have looked at it. again because it, it's not something I. Like, it's not so, in real life if you have a kid in the car you'd be able to eat a car seat but in yes. this situation they have literally well what's his fate buster sam before sam leapt in is going into the room and then literally <laughs> stole a baby, and even when he's, oh, I was thinking this as I was watching the opening scene again, because obviously we have that little tease from last week that when he's walking down with that basket, if he had slipped or dropped that freaking basket, there's a baby in there, and Sam didn't know because he's literally leapt into the middle of this like baby heist, <laughs> yeah. doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? So it's it's freaking it's um it's scary, really. Yeah. Thinking about it, indeed. Uh, if, basically, they stop at
1: this little town and this little shop for a a car seat. Um, bunny says that she wants to buy christy a doll as well because all babies need dolls for company because she grew up an only child and her doll was her only company to which point sam then pulls her up on that as well hang on earlier on you told me that your dad beat you and your sisters so again there's another little sort of confusion and which is the truth which is not coming out of bunny's mouth again isn't there bunny
0: bunny and bunny that's a bit weird um, but yeah <laughs> uh, um yeah, there's little, again, this is what I mean, with the character, even though I didn't remember, I didn't remember any, I don't remember any of the dialogue. Do you know what I mean? A certain episode you remember, you're waiting for a moment to happen. With this, I had no, I got the feeling that, you know, as I said, we've got to get to the end and get to her mother, I guess. But there are just pitfalls in this woman where she's saying stuff and all of a sudden it comes out, like even to her age, lying about her age, which is nothing compared to the other stuff she's been fibbing about. Um also about the money as well. She said she had $400 and then lacking money at one point. Mm. So I was wondering whether she, I'm not saying she's thick or anything, but like, I wondered if there was lack of education and maybe counting or something was going to come out later on. I don't know, but, or she's just scared. Yeah, I've got $400 when actually she had two. <laughs> she's always fibbing or again, maybe the lifestyle she leads hustling, I guess, to a degree to get what she wants.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was also uh, in, I, I don't know how you'd word it. Um, Juvenile juvenile prison, I guess is it. Is that how you call it? Yeah, like yeah she, Young offen- well, young offenders unit, or whatever,
0: probably, yeah, are equivalent. Yeah,
1: yeah. So her her upbringing would have been quite, um, quite dramatic. I, I imagine, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm saying all this about her not telling the truth, and obviously they're kidnapping a bloody kid for crying out loud. That's pretty bad. But she's a really likable character. You really, I just, she is, know, yeah. I find myself rooting for her because yeah. she's just so yes she's telling all these fibs and whatever but it's almost like her intent is always right in her mind not not saying that that excuses away lying or anything like that of course not but her her intentions always come across right and there's this certain level of naivety to her
0: whilst trying to yeah that's a better way of putting it yeah i know yeah instead because you know where i said it was a bit bad but yeah the naivety maybe like you said obviously she takes her clothes off for a living so she's used to getting away i guess well <laughs> maybe maybe uh, i'm just going to go back quickly to the car uh the car seat thing i, I did do a little i've done a little bit of thing while we were talking um and it says did they uh, so the question is do they use car seats in the 60s and 70s and it does say yes uh well retro retro baby car seats weren't mandated by law in all 50 u.s states until 1986 that's meant itself uh they existed in some form f- uh, for decades child seats for cars in the 1930s were among the first designed though their purpose was primarily so kids could have a better view on car rides um infant car seats safety <laughs> didn't come under consideration until the late 1960s after concerned physicians and parents started pressuring auto manufacturers for improved safety features for children's on seats and m- many other type of types of baby gear so um they were around, but it was more of a so you can see out the window. So actually, it would have been a lot worse if that car was in a wreck because that's yeah. higher up. So
1: that uh, well, is the case, isn't it? It is that thing of we'll make you a car seat, but it's not for safety. It's so no. you, if if anything, you're on more of an eye level with this big pane of glass that's yeah, going yeah. to inevitably smash exactly. into your face. It is, so,
0: <laughs> um, but it wasn't until late 1960s that it was considered more for safety. So where are we in this episode with uh, Quantum Leap was in 1963. So yes. we're a few years away from it in terms of that. So at least it's somewhat accurate, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, OK. I mean, a couple of things
1: where it, you, 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 you mentioned about like, this being accurate. A couple of things that were not so accurate or maybe <laughs> little gaffes I didn't quite get. A lot of the music used on the show. Um, wasn't released until 64, 66. And I think even one song was as late as 1969. So they're yeah. quite a way out with some of the music on this episode. There's also a shop in one of the shots or a building that didn't exist in 1963. The trading or the, or, the, or the branding, the logos and so on. And a personal thing that I noticed that didn't make sense, not as much as a goof with regards to a continuity or, or, or the writing, but just a little bit of an issue. When they're in the motel and um, we're having the whole conversation about getting the baby some milk and uh, we get the Scott a topless shot of the week and all this sort of stuff, Sam is constantly checking out the window from behind the curtain, really nervous about who's following them and making keep, keeping an eye out and so on. And, and that all makes perfect sense. They're on the run. They've stolen a baby and they're going to try and cross state lines. This is serious, I mean serious go.
0: business. I think I know where you're going, but all right. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> whole time. Fucking doors wide open. Yeah, I knew you were going to say, no, it's that as well. When she come back, especially after she got the milk, the freaking doors open and he's like peeking behind the curtain. You got the door open. Yeah. Close the door, man. Come on. shut. The, and not only that, the
1: baby's on the bed. It's nighttime. There's going to be one hell of a draft. We've already established this kid's She's not very well. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the freaking door, Sam,
0: you know, <laughs> um i knew where you go with that when you started talking about that because I, like, I thought the same thing to be honest mate i was like close the fucking door mate what are you doing yeah on a positive note before we move on Judy brown who plays bunny actually co-wrote this uh with paul brown so she's actually one of the writers of this episode as well
1: oh why wow. that's so, brilliant
0: on a positive note you know there are some goofs i mean i i liked hearing dancing in the street i remember that from being a kid my mum used to listen to the motown type stuff so there are certain songs that have, you know, creeped their way into my life and it still are, like Dancing in the Street, but it actually wasn't out until '64, I think, if I read that right. Okay. Um, so, but as, as cool as it was to hear the song, technically it wasn't out yet.
1: Right. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: whilst they, uh, well, I say they, apologies, whilst Sam and, well, Al is there too at this stage and Bunny are in the shop discussing car seats and getting a doll and so on. Uh, Al runs a check on Christie's mum using the names given to him by Sam, who has received them himself by Bunny. And this woman in Mexico, in this area that they're searching, never existed. There's no trace of her. There's no track of her. There's no records of her. So again, it's a case of, oh, right. So we've gone from the baby being Christie's to the baby now going to see her real mum, who apparently died a year ago, but now you're telling me is still alive. And now there's no trace of this woman. So again, it's all these these things of what is really going on here.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, But ultimately, I think that they isn't it something like it's not it's not a unique name or it's a uncommon Mm. name or something like that. And they, but yeah, it's in this. But you know, you again, Judy Brown's character, Bunny. You can't help but even before the, you know, obviously she does a stripping bit. But like, what I mean is, as a person she seems genuine apart from these little fibs. You're like, okay. And you want to believe her, but every time she tells you something, I think like the age, like she's the mother. And then it comes back that she isn't. So how much of this is actually true and what's actually going on. And then you're like, should I be worried about, should I be more? Are we actually is Sam with the bad guy in this or? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Cause the whole
1: time you got, you got to think as well. Sorry, Benny to interrupt but the whole time as well. Yes you've got the character of Reed who comes across very stern, very angry, very, you know, he's grabbing a gun and he's getting in the car and he's demanding stuff from the police and he, he doesn't come across like a nice guy.
0: But if somebody stole one of my kids, you'd be exactly the same. Exactly. You go Liam Neeson on their ass, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. So I have a particular set of skills. Um, I know how to Google <laughs> shit. Uh, it's my skill and um, that's about it. But um, yeah, I know. But yeah. So the more, the more these fibs start Coming out, you're like, am I actually rooting for the wrong person here? I mm. you know. But she's a very, be- very likable
1: character, as you said. Yeah, and Sam very much falls, and I, I imagine Buster as well, because we learn that Buster has only been in Bunny's life for about two weeks at this point. It's mental, isn't it? It's a mental that and he and he's, and he's, he's like, yeah, sure. You know what? You're really cape you're, cape <laughs> you're you're a really pretty attractive lady. You smiled nicely at me. I'm obviously uh, not particularly bright. I'm going to steal a baby with you. Sod it. Let's go. Guess you I'm know, out at, doesn't it? Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, very much under her spell. And I believe Sam is as well. Sam's kind of, uh, <clears throat> again, whereas we as viewers are saying that how likable she is. Sam's caught into that as well. Whereas Al doesn't believe it as much. But when you look at the show, Al doesn't spend anywhere near as much time with, with yeah. Ben, yeah, as or even as we do as viewers. So I think that that to me is really well written as well, because he can come back and go, no, this is what the real history says. Yeah. Whereas whereas Sam knows what the real history says, but still believes Bunny. So there's that whole dynamic the whole time going on, isn't there, with regards to what is the truth? What isn't, who do you trust? And and like you said, brilliantly, is
0: Sam with the bad guy here? (laughs) Basically, yeah. Because again, these little fibs that she's been telling, are coming out not to be true each time. And she's, you know, obviously it all makes sense eventually, but uh, again, yeah, the guy's stern, the guy's a bit of a dick. But like you said, if your kid went missing, you, you'd you be fucking an asshole as well, I think, to a degree, to get what you, to oh, get a hat. Do you know what I mean? So the more you look at it, you're like, am I actually rooting for the wrong person here?
1: Because,
0: yes. you know, um, I think we may, this may happen. I think this, I don't know whether this happened, this, Well, it's not really happened yet, I don't think. But there are characters sometimes where you want to believe them. And then actually it turns out they're lying. So, but again, Al's reading the history. Now, just because it's documented that these guys were arrested and all this stuff doesn't really tell you the story of what, you know. You know, there's plenty of documentaries out there, sorry, uh, Netflix especially, where people have gone to prison and actually it turns out that because of the lack of DNA not being a thing, turns out this person wasn't even there and the way the racial thing was played back in the day where the people have been convicted of murders simply because uh, they just happen to be walking by. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then it's only because of DNA and stuff that it's gone actually 20 years later, if not more, that person wasn't even there. That's not the DNA. Well, you
1: got to think as well, something like the Golden State Killer, for example. I mean, we're going off into the weeds a bit in that in the army, but I, I got a bit of a thing about serial killers and especially unsolved cases and so on. I yeah. find it, all, I find it I fascinating. Heard it. Well, actually, to be fair, so this should be interesting. So, yeah, the, the Golden State Killer... Um, It wasn't just that particular case. There was, uh, over the course of decades, three separate cases of effectively a somebody who was a um, regular peeping Tom, shall we say, a pervert uh, in a certain state, in a certain area. Then a a, a rapist in another area and then a, a, a rapist and then a murderer in another area and again the details here i'm i'm, I'm sort of very i'm very, being very vague about because this isn't a podcast about that particular subject both, but, yeah. so excuse me anyone listening if i get anything uh, majorly wrong here but this was went unsold for decades these these three separate crimes yeah and then via the developments in dna and other situations and so on it got sold a couple of, literally a couple of years ago and
0: it turned out to be the same yeah. guy so I mean, so but what I mean is and what the reason I bring it up is because Al's basically he's doing the paperwork side of thing. The admin. So he's looking at documents and the yes. history and, all, and so. But just because, you know, there's that classic saying, um, you know, war will never decide who is right, only who is left. And whoever's mm-hmm. left writes the history. History so, is written by winners. Exactly. There we go. So, you know, we've gone off the weeds, as you said, but let's crack on.
1: <laughs> uh, very quickly, I can very strongly recommend a book. And a uh, documentary series, I believe it was on Netflix, called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. And it's about okay. that whole case. And are you familiar with the comedian Patton Oswald?
0: I recognise the name, I think,
1: but I just... he was in King of Queens. Uh, yes,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, little little guy, quite a small little round head and so on. Not mean to be rude, I'm just trying to describe him for anyone listening. <laughs> it was actually his wife who wrote the book, I'll be gone in okay. the dark. And then the documentary was then turned into uh, about her, because she passed away um, not long, well, around the time the book was coming out, and then they caught the guy a year or two after she died. It's an absolutely fascinating book and fascinating documentary about her pursuit of the killer, and also the police trying to catch the killer as well. It's fascinating. But yeah, anyway, I'll be gone in the dark. Well worth checking out, but let's move on. The (laughs)
0: biggest shock of that is I didn't know you could read, to be honest. Dude. <laughs> I say that. I watch the documentary. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I go, is it a good book? Yeah, is there a film about it? Yeah, I'll watch a film then. Yeah, no, I I, I have I have actually got the book. I, I say that. that. Sai's so actually right. So I'm only messing just to bring the, the vibe the vibe back up. <laughs>
1: yes, there we go. That's enough like serial killers. Let's get back to kidnapping beavers. Um
0: <laughs> yeah, that's better, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Dear me. Uh Lost in the the shop, still looking for this bloody car seat that we've been talking about for twenty five minutes. <laughs> 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 Sam, Sam looks out the window and notices that the the trio who are in pursuit of them uh, read the and the, and the sheriff and the deputy are at the truck, and it's a case of uh, right, we're stuck now because we can't get to, get to our lunch. our vehicle. We're in the shop with the baby and we're a few bits and bobs. What are we going to do? sam goes out the yeah. back after some guidance from al and sees a couple of younger lads um polishing their very sort of grease lightning-esque <laughs> yeah, car with the paintwork on the side and so on and uh, this is where i think this episode is surprisingly good to me because you get these moments now of a little bit of humor thrown in as well i
0: love this bit by the way i know i know we're gonna talk about I, I, yeah, and- it
1: he, go, he says he says uh, sorry sam says to bunny i've also saying he and they is sam says to bunny give me some money i'm gonna get us a car goes over to these lads and says this is a, this is a great car it's a real nice car uh, and you know the, the lads explain it's the third fastest in the town apparently and sam says oh do you want to sell it and they say no and he's like, i'll give you two hundred dollars And the owner of the car says, no, my dad gave it me for Christmas. And at the moment, he's very sick. Sam says, 210. And the kid goes, sold.
0: (laughs) It took an extra $10. I'm like, (laughs) it broke me. This, that, honestly. And it was the quick response. of sold straight away, you know? You go, I believe, if he's 200, nah, nah, nah. 210, nah, nah. About 250. Yeah, okay. So he went, 200, no. 210? Yeah, okay. That seems about right. What the fuck? (laughs) after giving
1: this sob story of it was a present from my dad and my dad's poorly
0: yeah extra ten dollars done my friend (laughs) ten dollars goes further in 1963 i guess but you know yes (laughs) yes, indeed uh
1: we're in this car and i and this black car with flames painted down the side um and sam has a listen to christy breathing as he's driving and it, the asthmatic issue is is now becoming more prominent. So they need to go to a doctor and get some uh, medicine for for the baby. There's no doctors around, though. So they go to the next best thing, Benny, don't they?
0: And they end up in the vet. Well, at least they didn't leave with a cone around the baby's head. So, you know, but yeah, that's the only thing they could find. Obviously, there are medicines, I guess, that kind of crossover to a degree. I would degree. assume so. I would I assume so. I don't know. I'm not either. So I wouldn't know. Um... But this is where we have the pharmacy and I talked about it earlier. But also the fact that um, Sam's talking to the vet and he's like, "Have you got? I can't remember what you asked for, say, si, but for for um from the babies because you got asthma. Some, um, I can't remember what you asked for now. It begins with E. It's some form of medication anyway that, yeah.
1: that, that that's going to help them.
0: But yes. She's, oh, are you a doctor? And he goes, um, "I know I don't look like it, but yes, I am." So oh, he's he's gonna um, But she's like, "Oh, I'd love to help, but I haven't got any anyway." So yeah. why did she just start to say that? He said, "I've just given
1: the last block? of it to this this big dog here."
0: <laughs> yeah, but when he said, "Have you got this?" she went instead of going no, she went, "Are you a doctor?" And He went, "Uh, yeah," and she went, "I don't have any anyway." What the fuck? Yeah. You just have filled the pager. What's going on? What was mm-hmm. that?
1: There was a moment before this that really tickled me. Well, we, we get the moment with the pig, first of all, don't we? Yeah, Sam true. Sam says to the vet, can I have a quick word? And they nip off into a different ring. And B- Bunny is there with the baby. And she glances across. And there's a, the man sat there, as you mentioned, Benny with the pig. And it, there's this awkwardness. Again, it's just lovely from the character of Bunny. There's just this level of awkwardness. And she feels she's going to break the silence. And she goes, nice pig. <laughs> to which the man responds, hmm nice baby yeah there
0: there, there are moments on there where you're the only two people left in the room and you're like all right yeah that's exactly it so that's that's exactly what it was instead of just going all right she was like she could i mean if he hadn't even have a pig with him she could have gone like nice hat or something but he's like nice pig uh she's like nice pig you know like you said nice baby what's the what's the pig's name whatever the pig's name is oh okay what's the baby's name oh she so she goes what's the pig's name he, he says the pig's name which i can't remember what it is and she's like oh nice name and she goes what's the baby he goes what's the baby's name and she says christy he goes oh nice name <laughs> it's yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's an awkward sort of interaction but it's then christy's like let's go and look at the bunnies now because you're yeah. Weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then good. when the, when sam and the vet go into the other room and Sam starts talking to them. He he bumps into something or there's something in his way and he goes to move something on the desk. And the vet goes, Oh, careful with that. It's full of semen. He <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> was, it?
0: It, it, it picks and, it up and he looks and he goes, Careful with that, it's semen. <sighs> and Sam carries on talking and, and does almost like a, a
1: cartoon-esque Bugs Bunny double take. Because he, he talks to the to the vet and then just stops and looks back at it again. Like, hang on, what did I hear that correctly? Yeah. I thought, yeah. Again, just a couple of moments that were really sort of lighthearted with the car, with the pig, and with the ball semen. And <laughs> it just I just thought it was it was it wasn't too cheesy, it wasn't over the top, it wasn't ridiculous attempts at comedy that did that didn't work. It was just funny enough to make you chuckle, yeah, but then not take you away from what's going on in the rest of the story, Benny.
0: Yeah, it, it very well placed, funny comedy relief moments that, that didn't like you said stray you said it perfectly so I can't really add to it but it didn't stray too much from you know from the the, the topic that we were. you know the ultimate. he's there to try and get some medicine for the baby um but yeah um i mean he could have he could have like got a handkerchief out of his pocket as well and wiped his hands while he was talking to the doctor there's several ways you could have played that but the way he did it was just like staring back at it while he's asking the questions <laughs> yes indeed. About to touch ball semen container or whatever it is he's thinking at the time very good uh sam
1: then gets a baby bottle full of coffee and apparently there's something in coffee that can help with the breathing but only if you do it the once when they're very young i'm not too sure about the 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 accuracies of that i'm assuming if it's been spoken about in that way on a show like quantum leap i would imagine there's some truth to it about
0: the we... side effect of the coffee, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something in it that um, is very, maybe won't get rid of it, but it will relieve the 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 tightness of the chest, I assume. So, or yeah. whatever it is, you know, with asthma. So, but yeah, a bit random. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then I like the fact that they're in the truck and Bunny's like, are you sure we're supposed to give a baby coffee? You know, bearing in mind this is a woman that says we don't need a car seat. Then um, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Why don't we just give her a cigarette and a whiskey as well?" Then she's very against giving the baby coffee, which is yes. good. She's fine. I also love this little ablet bit in it. Um, I don't know if you picked up on it, where the baby hands the doll to Sam. Uh, so Scott back and he goes, "Oh, thank you," and carries on with the scene as if it's just natural. I don't know. I assume yeah. that wasn't planned because you know it's a. It is a. It's a real
1: baby there. Yeah, you can't imagine the director getting cross with the baby because it's missed its cue or something, can you?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> so the, she passes the doll to Sam and he's, oh, thank you. And then the carries on with his dialogue. And then they just, they just, they're just in that moment and played it really. Again, it's not like a big Oscar moment or anything like that, but it's one of those moments where you can, that's clearly the baby's gone, here, go have the doll. <laughs> and Scott yeah. back uh, instead of going cut or anything, he just carried on going. And whether that's, He's just a good actor. Obviously, you know that maybe that's part of the theatre guy in him as well, because of obviously you know, things will happen in the theatre <laughs> when you're doing it live. It's not like a film where you can cut it and go again. But I'm glad they left it in, is what I was getting at, really. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh,
1: at this point, Sam figures out that they don't have enough fuel to make it to their destination, so they need some more. About five bucks will do it, apparently and it turns out again that bunny hasn't been telling the truth or so it would appear Okay. and yeah sam figures out they spent maybe 300 tops of her 400 savings yeah but she's got no money left they're completely busted and it just so happens they have passed a bar that has amateur night on so you know for singers musicians etc etc and the winner gets 50 dollars. so they head back to the bar and bunny performs a striptease with various balloons and popping the balloons and so on and there's a couple of moments in this that i i sort of giggled that a bit to be fair one is when you're looking at this dirty cd bar blokes swigging away their beer trying to pour at the young girl while she's trying to do her performance and so on and then you cut to sam lent against the bar just with a baby in the basket at the bar
0: yeah as you do
1: like it's just the most normal thing in the world and the next <laughs> moment that made me laugh was the guy who's constantly trying to see all of the ladies in every single leap without their kit on finally gets an opportunity where one willingly strips for other people and he arrives too late because Al doesn't get it. to see it.
0: He has right <laughs> about it. I'm the observer of this project. I should have been <laughs> here to observe. <laughs> it was funny to me. It is also, you know, it was. I don't remember that at all. Sorry, that whole balloon thing at all. I didn't remember that at all. So um, I don't know. Um, mm. they, they got the fifty bucks, so they could fill the car up with fuel, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but they don't get the opportunity because in runs the sheriff and his deputy and Reed, all you know, waving guns around and so on. We then find out Bunny has actually been telling the truth all along. Well, with regards to certain aspects of the story, Al has gone away and worked with Ziggy and ex- extended his search for Margaret or Aunt Margaret, as Bunny originally described her as, who is Christie's mum. And by going, looking into the surname in a different way, they discover that this lady does exist. She is alive. She is Christie's mum and that Reed is actually the bad dude he conned people out of millions in mexico he's wanted on various different counts of fraud as well as other issues there as well i think they said there's 12 warrants out for his arrest and he took the baby and ran so yeah which is imagine that poor lady margaret her baby's just been swiped and gone and and no idea where it's where where she is that must be horrific
0: they're racing to, to, to a place in New Mexico, aren't they, to get this child back? But this, this is this quite a good moment, really, in a sense of I think the lies had come out, and then eventually it's revealed that Christy, uh, not Christy Bunny, had um, dated Reed briefly, um, which is what's led to all this stuff, which does get explained. Um, but this is like the final lie for Sam, isn't it? Almost in that moment, like he's he's all Al was right the entire time. And then Al obviously says no. I'm actually here to tell you that you were right, Sam. So we have a moment of conflict with Sam. Cause he's gone like, Oh, she's lied again. Oh, Oh, maybe this isn't true. Maybe she has conned me. And then I uh, was like, no, 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 you were right. <laughs> so they almost yeah, swap all a role of isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Very quickly. Um, and I love how this plays out by the way, because Al's trying to convince you need to not be arrested, Sam. But, but, but the, we, you know, we're here where there's all these days we've got, we've got two cops with guns pointing at us. And obviously I'm the father with the baby. And then Al's like, "Yeah, but you could do. You need to get her to her mother and all this stuff." And he's like, "You should grab his gun." And then Sam repeats this, going, "Grab his gun." And then the bunny thinks Sam is talking to her. He's grab his gun, and then like and then basically what Al's saying, Sam repeats and causes Bunny to actually act it out and grab the gun. Yes, and it's just like you know. <laughs> You know, you should resist arrest, Sam. We should resist arrest. And then Bunny's like, "I'll do it if you do it." And then like, it's almost like a Sam is literally the middleman in this case yeah. because Al's saying, "Do this, Sam. Do this, Sam." And he's instead of Sam acting or thinking, he's saying it out loud, like trying to like, I don't know, take in the situation, I guess. And by saying like, "Grab his gun. Grab his gun. Yeah, I'll grab his gun," brenny Bunny says, and it's like it's, it's it's quite a good way of it playing out, yeah, actually. Really. It is.
1: It is that they take the keys for the police car and escape down the back of the uh, the bar and, and reed on the floor gets his gun out and t- tries to shoot at them and the police even then turn around the sheriff even then turns around and goes you're shooting towards your baby and he has no remorse shows no emotion just jumps up and says come on let's go so now we're seeing it, him uh, more it, more yeah. in his true colors aren't
0: we yeah i was going to say that that moment he's a bit of a, you can, uh, by this point, you've all, you've almost kind of like, obviously Al then confirms what we, what Sam believed anyway. So you're like, he is a bit of a douche then. And then he starts shooting, like you said, which if he'd have hit the target, would have hit the baby as well. So, mm. I mean, what, a what a, and even the coppers are like, you're shooting at your own kid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not, not a pleasant man. A
0: side note as well. The deputy having to stop to pee every five minutes, by the way, has been yes. quite a funny moment, which we haven't <laughs> mentioned throughout I've the got, episode. Got to go, Joe, they call him, don't they?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we then get a, a, effectively a chase scene because Reed has he, he's left the, the sheriff and the deputy at the bar. He's taken a car from somebody on the outside at gunpoint and he is chasing Sam, Bunny, and the baby in. Uh, they're in the police car and he's chasing them in, in this stolen vehicle.
0: And, oh, by the way, that he steals, I'm not going to lie. Yes,
1: it's, yes. a, it's quite a nice car. I can't remember the make of it, but it is quite nice. Uh, we're getting close to the house now where margaret lives and benny sorry bunny apologies is (laughs) oh my goodness bunny here is i'm not gonna lie a bit of a dumbass we talk about her naivety and so on maybe you know being quite a nice trait in her, uh, her her personality and her character but here we get it it's a flaw because she grabs the police radio and starts telling them where they're going because they know that reed is chasing them with a gun and sam points out that was stupid bunny explains well yes but when they get there they can arrest reed for chasing us with a gun and sam explains yeah but that also arrest us for stealing a baby
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and bunny's literally just like oh
1: yeah whoops
0: which is going to be, you could take it, like, it's a bit naivety, I suppose, but also she's very committed to getting this kid back to her mother. You could mm. look at it that way as well, regardless of what. She's not thinking everything through because she wants to get this baby back to her mother. You could look at it that way, I guess. Yeah.
1: And we arrive at the house, and as they arrive, Reed has caught them up. They're still sat in their vehicle. Reed is holding them at gunpoint through the window. And Sam twigs that obviously they're in the police car. There's various lighting and so on. He uses a high beam light that shines straight into Reed's eyes to, I suppose, startle him or temporarily blind him, however it may well be, before getting his gun and being able to hold Reed at gunpoint. We then get a scene cut to Reed being arrested. The police arrive. They're pointing their guns at Sam and Bunny. And then they twig who this other guy is and their attention just completely switches because this guy is, you know, like I said, 12 warrants wanted on his name and so on. And that's kind of the end of the chase, kind of the end of the peril and and all that kind of aspect to the episode. But we have one last task. Christie has to be delivered back home to her, her biological mother. And it's, it's quite a touching scene because bunny is trying to convince Sam or Buster uh, why can't we do it tomorrow? We can just have one more night. She can go home tomorrow. Her mum is waiting on the doorstep. They they head over to the 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 do- the doorway there the porch and hand the baby over. And Sam has a little embrace
0: with Bunny uh, and then leaps. Um, have I missed anything? Scene, actually, to be honest, it's quite an emotional scene with them. Um, yes. You know, um, I think the music adds to it as well in that moment. And then I think obviously, again, this involves kids and so, you know, it does pull at your heartstrings a little bit. So, but one of the more emotional scenes as of in the last few episodes, I would say.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The one downside to me is we don't find out what happens next. And being a time travel show, And the whole point of Sam leaping around is obviously putting right what once went wrong. He's altering history. We get told at the beginning what the original history was. I really wish we found out what happens next now you know how your history was rewritten what happens to bunny what happens to buster Uh, and what happens to christy and margaret and does reed go to prison for decades and i wish they tied that up for us i mean the previous episodes we have had that a few times. I think it could have worked here, just as Sam's giving them a hug before he leaps. Just have Al behind him going, "Yeah, you changed history, Sam. This happened. This happened. This happened." Um, I mean, in my head, I I want to say Reed goes to prison for the rest of his life. Christy grows up to be really happy and has a yeah. relationship has a relationship with Bunny when she's older, and Bunny and Buster get married and have their own kid. Uh, all that—that's
0: how I would like. Yeah, it would have been much nice. Happy to
1: ending, to you know. Fill
0: the gaps a little bit, yeah. But I mean, yeah. the way they did it, the other uh, way, like I said, the music, the hug and everything, I think it was just uh, probably the best way to do it. But I mean, you could have had our maybe say that prior to this big emotional scene, I guess. But mm. Yeah,
1: there uh, would have been ways to just incorporate a little 10 second speech by hour just to sort of put a bow on it all before summer glows blue and parts, I guess. But it's a tiny thing. It, it doesn't take away much yeah. from the episode at all. Uh, before we get on to our, our ratings and, and so on for this episode as always we talk about what we might see next week sam leaps i don't know what you saw on the version that you watched benny but on my tv on the story uh, on S- uh, sky sci-fi and apparently when it aired properly originally in 1990 as well sam leaps into that bloody professor from season 1 that i couldn't stand
0: yeah i was like oh so that that's, that was starcross i think it was called wasn't it so um yeah, that's what I saw as well, mate. So um, I've actually had to. I'm looking at it now. I've had to look to see what the actual next episode is, and I'm not going to click into it. I'm just going to. There's a little snapshot of what kind of going on, but that's about it. Um, but it's obviously it's called Seabride. But yeah, we had that thing mm. again where. So I'm assuming in the original run of the show they would have shown that episode again. Yes, but I God, think so. It's, yes. it's not one of their better ones, so I wouldn't necessarily. No. Show. There we go. Um, I wonder why they do that. I'm guessing maybe the. the Again, it all comes down to, um, I to guess things being... Side, maybe maybe a sporting event. I have no idea. Either. Yeah, I
1: mean, the time this would have come out would have been April, I, would have, I think, was the original air date of this episode. So what have you got going on in April? Is that the US Open tennis tournament? That's around yeah, March. Yeah, I guess. It's so. going to be
0: sports starting up again. Yeah. WrestleMania, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: Sea Bride is where we are heading next week. And... My only memories of this is it being on a boat with lots of wooden walls and Sam getting punched in the face. That's all I can really remember. I he gets I know. punched a lot
0: in this episode, if I remember rightly. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. Uh, I know he's... There's a wedding. Yeah.
1: And he is uh, like um, an old an old flame of the bride but the person that the bride is marrying is bad news. I don't know if they're like some sort of gangster or something like that. I think there's
0: like and an theme going on in this one. I, I think right. so,
1: yeah. But it'd be interesting to see when, when we look at it for next week's episode because I've got memories of it, but not masses.
0: So the, I'm going to be intrigued. don't remember you. all of it. Um, I do remember Al preaching about the environment in this one, and I remember most of the story to a degree, but I'm not going to remember all the nuances and all the little bits mm. at all. But I, my memory of, for this one, I don't think I mentioned it on our very first episode we've to watch, but I do remember liking it, and you know, it's not one that I would skip. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I, I've got positive memories. Oh, you yeah. said about you said about um, uh, Al ranting about the environment and the pollution and so on. There's a scene, isn't there? Is, is he ranting about that whilst Sam is tied up, tied up. above all the rubbish getting dumped <laughs> in the ocean?
0: Yeah. We'll talk about it more in the next episode, but yes, that that you are remembering that correctly. <laughs> right? And all of this
1: was Dean Stockwell himself. Dean Stockwell was a huge environmentalist. And, yeah. and the, the line that we have in this episode, which we, we didn't speak about when it actually happened, when they were trying to get a, a nappy or a diaper, as the Americans say, for the baby, uh, Al says that disposable diapers haven't been invented yet, and then says, "I wish they never were. Really bad for the environment." That was actually Dean Stockwell chucking that in. That's his own his own feelings about that sort of th- about that sort of issue because he was huge on environmental issues. Benny,
0: yeah, that was uh, again. I remember uh, watching interviews and stuff, and you know, there, you know, uh, Scott Bakula wanted to do like rehearse a scene, and he's like, "No, no, no, we're going to talk about this. I want to talk about the environment or whatever it was." Mm. So he's, you know, he had a. I don't know how much he got involved in it on it, but he was very much aware of it and was very much, a, and I wouldn't say a preacher as such, but somebody that believed in we should do better. Yes. Basically. So, I mean, yeah, even in the it. episode we just watched, mate, we didn't mention it. He mentions about the worst thing that was invented was nappies because of the way they're what they're made of and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I was just saying. Yes. With regards yeah. to the diapers. And, yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then this episode here, What are we thinking in summary? And out of five, Benny, what are your thoughts?
0: Do you know what? I think what made it as well was the the last scene was quite emotional, to be honest, as well. But overall, I'm going to give it a solid four, to be honest. I enjoyed it a lot more than I probably thought last week before we watched it, but I'm going to give it a solid four.
1: I'll tell you what I'm. I'm pretty much there as well. I was toitering. Uh, t- that's not even a word. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs>
0: Are you speak, sure you
1: read. I don't... <laughs> oh my goodness! Like well, read maybe, but I can't speak at the moment. I, I was kind of you know flicking between three and a half and four. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll jump into a four as well then. Uh, I really really enjoyed this. I thought that the character of Bunny was fantastic. I thought Sam was really good in this. Al was, re- Al, was Al was Al without being too much Al, because sometimes yeah, it can go a bit, bit far, too far yeah um, we had nice bits do. of humor we got the you know we got the standard uh, boxes ticked off on the waiting room bingo card we got to see the scott bacula spin kick the standard sam with his shirt off shot and all that usual stuff i thought this was a really really enjoyable episode it's not the best episode of quantum leap but it's probably one of the better things you'll find on television at the moment because comparing it to modern tv it's it's a good story,
0: well written and well acted. Yeah, and that's what you we can really ask for, really, isn't it? So, it, um, I'm not going to lie when I when I set out to watch this. Like I said, I didn't remember all of it. Um, I, I, I remember the gist to a degree, but um, I, I was probably thinking a three, maybe a two point five, whatever. I wasn't overly looking forward to it, weirdly. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's delivered more than I thought. Again, maybe that comes with being older. I don't know. Um, mm. You appreciate what the characters are trying to do there is a back and forth of who you should believe and you know bunny does give us many reasons not to believe her because she keep she keeps getting caught out in fibs so it is an interesting episode in that but yeah i think the emotional ending obviously adds a bit more to it as well again i'm with you i'd like to have known a little bit more about what happened after the fact but yes we don't always get that
1: yeah that's yeah fair enough mate, fair enough uh so then Next week, Seabride. I'm looking forward to that. It's another one where there's plenty of holes in my memory. And I think we're on a run of some really good stories at the moment. And the fact that I don't remember things fully it makes it even more enjoyable going back and watching them and talking to you about it yeah. uh, for the show, Benny. Before we disappear this week, though, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online and all the brilliant shows you cover, please?
0: Yeah. Um, just before I say that, what you have just said there about the holes in your memory. So very, very much, we are basically Scott Bakula, and we are Swiss cheese ourselves as we go back watching this. <laughs> I've just realised. So uh, we well, do, Yeah. And it's only well, take it till.
1: <laughs> Sam, Sam is Swiss cheese because he's leaving free time I'm Swiss cheese because i spent far too many years drinking too much so
0: mate, it's, it's, that's yeah. fine because <laughs> you pass out and wake up in the future so as there I, you I, go <laughs> <laughs> uh, you find myself at Benny Mac on Twitter Uh obviously Gameplay Junk as we talked about at length at the top of the episodes I apologise for that but it's there uh, in the corner every Wednesday at the moment um, Paranormal Junkie I'm working on that's a monthly show and just come and give us a follow at switch.tv4 slash Benny Mac gaming at the end and come and have a bit of gaming fun when we can a small part-time but again it's very much about the podcast at the minute mate to be fair and everything's on SJP world media pretty much
1: there we go and speaking of sjp world media that's where you can find anything i am involved in and that obviously includes this show itself but also the Doctor Who pod that I do with our good friend Dan Griffin. Uh, some wrestling-based content I look at as well. Nitro Nights, looking back at the crazy world of world championship wrestling from the very first episode of Nitro, right for each other company, shuts its doors. We have chain wrestling as well, live on a Monday night via YouTube, the SJP World Media Facebook group and Twitch. And, excuse me, sorry. And plenty of other stuff as well. Murder in Mind there as well. Loads of more shows coming soon, covering all sorts of different topics, um, various sport, music, nostalgia, TV, all sorts going on. And that's all via SJP World Media, which you can find on Twitter and Facebook at SJP World Media and on all your podcast players and platforms. But most importantly, you can find this show itself on facebook and twitter and various other social medias as well at waiting room pod underscore that's at waiting room pod underscore and again at sjp world media for links to pretty much everything benny it's been a blast my friend i can't wait till next week and i'll speak to you then
0: i'm gonna go buy some balloons because it's time to leap out